Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show director of the film A Call to Spy, Olivia Pilcher. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Um, for, before we dive into the film, I wanted to ask you, what is your first memory of movies and what was the first movie you remember seeing? Oh my gosh. Um, Bambi. I like it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's harder than what's your first rock concert. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It really is. It's you got to think really long and hard about it. Um, what made you want to get into film? Well, I always loved movies. I, um, I was just fascinated with them from a kid and it, I grew up in Atlanta and the movie business that is there now wasn't there then. So it never seemed like something that could actually be a job to me. But when I was in college and I was, I was kind of focused on journalism, I made my way through radio, video, and I was writing reviews for the local um, art theater in, oh, in town. Awesome. And it was the first, and it was the first time I'd even seen a foreign film. I had never seen one before. I, I saw Ingmar Bergman's Wild Strawberries and it blew my head off. Like, I was just like, oh my God, this, there's, a, there's this thing called, some people call it cinema. This is, must be what it is. And I, <laughs> I um, from there, I began to think like, well, if I love this so much, why can't I do it? You know, and I, so I, I ended up going to uh, NYU film school for my master's degree. And um, that's where, that's where everything really came together. Absolutely. Uh, you directed, obviously, the upcoming film called A Spy, which is about Churchill ordering a new spy agency of SOEs to recruit women as spies. What attracted you to this project? Well, I've always been interested in stories about women. I, I, I wasn't actually so consciously aware of it for most of my life. I was a huge reader. I was, you know, a voracious consumer of movies. And I realized um, as I as I became first, I was a producer before I was a director, and I, I just always gravitated toward female storytelling. So, but when I read Sarah's screenplay, it was here weren't just you know extraordinary women. These were incredibly powerful, fearless women willing to sort of take on, you know, life risking situations because of something that just mattered to them so much in their hearts and minds. And that, that just blew me away. And that really, I mean, I was, I was prepped to kind of like something like this, but when I read it, it just seemed like the most incredible opportunity ever. You brought up something that I was going to ask a little bit later, but I feel like it's important to kind of follow up to it. Why is it important for us to continue to tell these stories about the history of women? Well, I think, Ricky, that, you know, we, we're all kind of understanding now that, you know, after you get out of school and you start to look back, you realize that there's a certain set of stories that you've, that you've heard, that you've learned, that you've studied, and somebody made the decision about what stories those would be that would that would merit being in a history book. But history is so multifaceted and there's so many stories out there and there's so many perspectives that stories can be told from that I think that, you know, we're just, you know, we're in a new day where authenticity is more at the priority of the conversation. And when people are telling stories, when they have a connection to the experience of the story that's being told, you're getting that, that inherently builds an authenticity into the storytelling. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you mentioned Sarah Megan Thomas, obviously she wrote the script, but she also starred in it. How yes. was it like 
working with her in front of the camera and behind the camera? Well, it, you know, Sarah is, um, and then she works really hard. I mean, and she is very, she's very organized. And the, I was glad that we had the whole range of the pre-production to work on her character because, you know, working everything out with the wooden leg, with the um, emotional reality for the character who lives with this wooden leg and is doing like biking from cities to countries, you know, escaping across Pyrenees. I mean, these were, this, this is a true story. So to really take it on and understand how that informs the character was, you know, it is, it is the work, you know, of, a, of an actor and a director. So that was, you know, that was great. And then because I am very research driven, because we we're charged with creating a world, you know, we, and that world needs to be authentic. There's an enormous amount of research that has to happen. So I spent a lot of time, you know, at a resistance museum in Lyon, the Imperial War Museum in London, reading books. You know, there's, there's so many books about World War II. And, and actually, I, I, and I hear other people too, when they say you start reading and you just can't stop. I mean, <laughs> I mean I, if you could see my bookshelf, it's just like, you know, like, you know, my family's like, mom, what's next? <laughs> we, we, need to, we need new books, you know? <laughs> uh -huh. Absolutely. Um, so shooting in this era, obviously you're shooting in this World War II era. Were there any obstacles that you had to overcome to kind of fit some of the uh, objectives, maybe the sights, the sounds, the bodies, the, 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 the casting, the, um, the outfit, the costumes, the, the set design? Were there any obstacles that you had to overcome? Well, we filmed in Philadelphia and Budapest. And the production designer, Kim Jennings, and I really, um, you know, all in the prep of scouting locations, really kind of, you know, like a war map, kind of fitting all the locations together like a puzzle to make a singular world. And I think that it was, you know, we, Budapest was a real gift to us. They have an incredible train museum with all the period trains. I mean, I've never seen, I've never, you know, every city has their train museum and they've kept a few things. I've never seen a comprehensive um, archive of trains that, that what they have in Budapest is amazing. So that was um, that was that was exciting. And um, in fact, I was we were showing the movie at a drive-in last night, and I, it was my first drive-in experience. And I heard the train scene came, and I heard a train, and I turned the radio down in my car and realized that a train was going by the drive-in cinema. It was a, it was like, <laughs> it, was, it was too crazy, but um, you know, I, I as a, I, I'm an independent filmmaker, and you you have to create a scope that you can that you can manage and afford, and as part of a plan that you can achieve. So in the pre-production, that's what you set out to figure out is how 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 you can make it work, and how can you amplify the world and the scope. I mean, the the challenge really was how on an independent film scale. How do you create World War II? Right, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, when people watch A Call to Spy, what do you want them to take away from it? I think that, um, you know, Alice Walker said something once that I love, which is that um, the, way, um, the way most people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. And I, I think that we all, you know, we all have uh, a responsibility. Those of us who are, you know, are 
thinkers and we think yeah. about the world and things matter to us, then we have a responsibility to sort of take action and sort of do what we can to push, you know, push the world away from evil and toward the good. And I, you know, I think that that's, um, I think the level that we see it happening with, you know, with Nora Nyak Khan and Vera Atkins and Virginia Hall is remarkable. And, and it's, a, it's a level of action and resistance that I think we could all take a few notes from. Absolutely, I love that. I love that a whole lot. Um, so off the movie, two questions here before we go. What is one thing that you have learned from this quarantine slash pandemic? Well, one thing I've learned is that in this time where we're being forced to social distance, we need each other more than ever. And I think finding, I, I think it does reduce our, it reduces us to really think about what matters to us in life. Because when you, when your routine is disrupted and you're forced to just sit on the sideline for a minute, you're really taking stock of everything in the world and you're thinking about everything differently. And you're, you know, it's a, it's a whole nother experience. So I think that, you know, it has, it has sort of prompted a real cultural reckoning, you know, in our, in our world, in, in our country, but even in the world. And I think that it's something um, that amazes me because, you know, I live in New York and I went through 9-11 and I saw how people came out and just everybody was the person who wouldn't give you the time of day walking down the street all of a sudden, what can they do for you? It's like, we, be every, this is humanity. I mean, people sure. are capable of, you know, really thinking about the good, the greater good. And sure. if we can come out of this and find our way back on that track, I think it'll be amazing. Absolutely. Um, before we go, I've got a fun question for you. It's my favorite question to ask everybody. Um, what is your favorite Taylor Swift song? Oh no, you can't ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> ask me about the first rock concert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was Led Zeppelin. Led <laughs> exactly, there we go. <laughs> uh, Lydia, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. The movie was very moving and very powerful. And, and it's a story that I personally, I, I didn't know anything about. And I hope more people get to see it because um, understanding the the will, the power and the struggle that they went through and just the, the force of which they pushed through this was amazing to kind of witness. Well, thank you. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you for all your questions. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great day.